Hi, and welcome to my creativity. This is a podcast. It's about being creative and producing output. I'm your host, Sari. I'm going to reveal how I work, my projects, my process, well, you know, my creativity. From the planning and goal setting to how I stay accountable for my output, the way ideas pop into my head, and the frameworks I use to stimulate my creativity and formalize it. So what I do each week is I first of all recap the goals I set for myself last week, tell you how I went. And at the end, I'm going to give new goals that I've got to try and achieve. The reason for this, of course, is simple. If you have goals and if you've stated them, you are far more likely to achieve them. Now, I have a 10-year vision. I should say it's a 10-year mission, and I spoke about that last week. And then I spoke about how I broke that into an annual plan and down a quarterly, monthly, and I'm down a weekly. Uh, Tonight, however, I'm also going to talk about how I've made my brain work. And this is an important thing because when I started down this path, I realized that everything I've been doing up until now has not been successful. I've not managed to publish my books. I've written a couple of novels and I've outlined more and I've really wanted to create even more things. I've got a computer game I've part done and I've, um, I've got some outlines and ideas for screenplays and goodness knows, countless other artistic endeavors that just don't go anywhere. And now I think I've realized why I'm doing it wrong. The reason I'm not succeeding is because I think, or I I have in the past thought that I know better than the experts. And if you listen to these experts, they will tell you exactly, step by step, things that you have to do to get there. And then they go and interview Uh, people who have achieved what they want to achieve and they'll say they repeat the same damn things so anyway if you go back and listen to my first episode you'll hear that my wife and I went along to a business coaching uh, training session or training course that went for three days intensive before we went to that we decided to commit ourselves to actually putting into practice all the things that we're told to do so I'm going to talk to you about a book that really changed me and I think it's really worth your while getting into. But first of all, my goals. A quick wrap up. Last week my goals were one, to edit and produce the next episode of Exit Plan. Now I've done that and earlier today I released episode eight called Sisters of Mercy. Second goal was to finish editing the novel of Exit Plan season one. So I've written myself a novel which is a novelization of the Exit Plan audio drama podcast. I finished Chapter 16, the last one, I've gone through two times now. The first time through, I went and like rewrote stuff that wasn't quite working. And this time through, I have gone through and fixed up some grammar, a lot of spelling, uh, changed a few sentences around to make them make more sense. And I finished that. So tick, create an online shop for gravityundone.net so I can sell stuff. Uh, yes, it's not 100% complete, but I have created the shop. You can can go right now, in fact, to shop.gravityundone.net and you'll see a site there. It's got a bit of a menu system. There's one product. You won't be able to buy anything and it's not properly set up, but it's there. So I'm going to say say a mixed success, 50% on that one. I was talking earlier about some of the stuff I've learned and in future episodes, I'm going to be talking about uh, time 
and um, how I make use of it. I'm going to be talking about how I've managed to do all the things that I'm trying to do. And, and that's whilst having a family. I've got two little kids and a wife and a dog. I think it'll be quite interesting. I've also got coming up in future episodes, I've just finished an interview with a fellow named Aaron Gwinnair. He's a musician. He's got a couple uh, EPs. He does some performing and so forth, but he's actually now pursuing an early passion of his, which is game design. He's, he's writing, creating a game. So I'll talk to him a bit more about that and how he does it. And that won't be tonight. That'll be, that'll be future. I've got to edit that up. So tonight, there's a woman. Her name is Dr. Carol Dweck. I don't know if you've heard of her. If you haven't, you really should hear about her because she's done some really amazing work. So the stuff I'm going to talk about is her work. So if you do disagree with any of it, be sure to write up a complete scientific paper outlining the research and study methods you've used in order to her to refute her claims and submit them to Stanford University. So she's the Lewis and Virginia Eaton Professor of Psychology at Stanford University and a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. So yes, if you dis- disagree... By all means, submit all your research to her so she can review and change your opinion. But she has done a lot of work uh, in this field that is called mindset. So it turns out that in an essential sense, there's two mindsets in which we all fall into. So the question is though, which mindset do you have? I've got some questions here. There's just four of them. And they relate to intelligence. You have to decide whether you agree or disagree with each of these statements. Question one, your intelligence is something very basic about you that you can't change very much. Do you agree with it or disagree with it? Number two, you can learn new things, but you can't really change how intelligent you are. Number three, no matter how much intelligence you have, you can always change it quite a bit. And number four, you can always substantially change how intelligent you are. So decide whether you agree or disagree with each of those statements. What that means is, questions one and two are what we call a fixed mindset questions. Questions three and four reflect what's known as a growth mindset. And in my own words, because I'm not going to read read this 300 or 200 something page book to you, a person with a fixed mindset is a person who believes that abilities and traits are what you're born with. They are set, if not in stone, but certainly close to being immutable. And a growth mindset basically means that, yeah, you you sort of have tendencies and proclivities, but you are largely able to grow and change and learn and adapt. Why is it important to know about these things? It is important to know about this because... Fixed mindset is, and I'm paraphrasing here, a shortcut to low success and unhappiness. And a growth mindset is a long path to success and happiness. I don't know that Carol would necessarily use those particular terms, but that's what it that's what it comes down to. And this is reflected in a number of areas. I've got a reference here in her book, which is called Mindset where she's talking about um, some research she did on junior high students. She measured students' mindsets as they made the transition from uh, whatever comes before junior high. Like, this is America. I don't know this thing. But basically, as they transition into junior high. 
and did they believe their intelligence was a fixed trait or something they could develop? She and her team then followed them for the next two years to see how things worked out. Now the transition to junior high is a time of great challenge for many students. Uh, the work gets harder, you know, grading policies toughen up, teaching becomes less personalized, and all this happens while students are trying to cope with their new adolescence. You know, grades suffer, but not everyone's grades suffered equally. No. In her study, only the students with a fixed mindset showed decline. They showed an immediate drop-off in grades and slowly but surely did worse and worse over the two years. The students with the growth mindset showed an increase in their grades over those two years. When the two groups entered in junior high, their past records were basically indistinguishable. In the more benign environment of grade school, there you go, that's what comes before junior high, they had earned the same grades and achievement test scores. Only when they hit challenges of junior high did they begin to pull apart. Here's how students with a fixed mindset explained their poor grades. Many of them said, I'm the stupidest, or I suck in math. And many covered these failings by blaming someone else. You know, the math teachers are, oh, that's a bit rough, an unpleasant person. And the English teacher is a slob, uh, or because the teacher is on crack. Although... If the teacher was on crack, I'm going to thinking that's maybe that be. But the point is, they weren't. The thing is, though, these sorts of responses do they provide a roadmap for future success? How how can you use this? I mean, if you sit there and you do poorly at math, and you say, "Oh well, the teacher just had it in for me. He's got short sighted and he can't read properly and he's just dumb. So that's why I didn't do well at maths." So, well, there you are. You're at a dead end, aren't you? Well, you're just going to get bad math grades. However, the growth mindset students, they told Carol and her team that they too sometimes felt overwhelmed, but their response was to dig in and do what it takes. And that is basically mindset summed up. And the reason why I've taken it seriously, I read this book and throughout it, it, it has covers different areas of your life. It covers relationships. It covers academic achievement. It covers artistic ability. And I had to have a look at it, and, and I realized that there's probably some areas in my life, because it's not, it's not all black and white. You don't think all things are fixed and all, or all things are growth. It tends to be a mix of the two. And I had a look, and I realized that there were some areas that I really thought, and this wasn't conscious thought. I didn't sit down and, and say definitively to myself that you, you had the ability that you were given. And in fact, to counteract that, I went along and did singing lessons. Uh, I've picked up guitar and I went to guitar lessons. And also, as I said, after this business coaching thing, I, I committed to every day trying to, to do something a little bit different or a little bit better, something that would change or grow or help me. I mean, since then, I, I said, I, I'm, actually, I'm actually starting to do the things I want to do. And this leads me, though, to this concept of perfection. Perfectionism is kind of a... It's kind of a, a fixed mindset. The idea is that something is perfect or it's useless. That is an unhelpful mindset to have. So I created the exit plan scripts as an example for this audio drama. Never having written an audio drama or scripts, never having recorded anything. I knew nothing about audio production. And I wrote these scripts and it would be tempting and many people gave this advice. You go into Reddit and so forth, and they'd say things like, oh, make sure you 
record and get everything right and perfect because you've only got this one shot you put it up there and that's it if you don't hit the new and noteworthy in itunes you're doomed to failure and all the, all these sorts of things which which I read and I think that maybe a few years ago I would have probably agreed with them. And, and indeed, I never released my first novel that I wrote. Why? I mean, I just put it up on Amazon, right? So what if it sucks? You know how much stuff on Amazon sucks? The vast majority of stuff on Amazon basically sucks. But you know what? They've done it. And so that's what I did. I, I created Exit Plan. I recorded it. I cast voice actors. I got them to record and I edited it and I learned as best I could. And I started releasing and I've committed to releasing every week without fail. And so far, that's uh, 24 or 25 episodes, uh, plus uh, three special episodes every week since September last year. I know it is not perfect. In fact, it's inevitable that it's not going to be great because it's the first time I've ever done it. Of course, it's not going to be good. But I also know that having a good production is not an inherent quality. A child is not born capable immediately of producing a high-quality audio drama. In order to do that, you have to learn and you have to grow. And how are you going to learn if you do not release? You must release, you must fail in order to learn. Now, if you want to be a high-performing creative or business person or athlete or anything, you have to release your production into the wild you have to take the feedback as being useful for your growth and incorporate it into your next iteration. And likewise, my novel, I've just done the final edit. I've had people say, oh, you're only doing like three edits. That's pretty, you know, and, and you've written this book in what, two months? How are you going to do that? That's just going to be rubbish. And like, yeah, okay, it's not going to be the best book ever. But then there are people who spend years and years and either never actually release the book, or when they do, it's still not the best book ever. Because it's their first one. Trying to be, trying to have the best book ever on your first book is not the norm. Uh, and even the authors whose first book had gone on to be very successful, you'll find that they have done a lot of work leading up to that book. There's no such thing as an overnight success. Overnight successes tend to take 10 years or longer. So anyway, there you go. That's it. That's my little learning that I have understood and I've learned, and I see these um, these fixed mindset traits around the world, you know, around the world, around the internet. When I go and I, I read advice, you know, people say, as I said, they say things like, oh, you've, you've got to spend years honing that book until it is perfect before you release it. And you know, that's nonsense. Um, do, you, do you think Fifty Shades of Grey sat around for years being carefully honed every word chosen perfectly no it's it's very very particularly written many would say that it is not great prose but those people who are criticizing 50 shades of gray i'm going to guess are also not making millions of dollars from their work that they're putting out are they they're probably still sitting on that book they've never released criticizing someone who did release so there you go Get your work out. Perfect it through a process of feedback loops, iterations. Rightio, enough of that. Let's talk about my goals for next week. So again, I'm still doing exit plan. So I've got to produce my next episode, episode 9. I also, though, have to, as a sub-note to that, I have to start formatting script for season 3, because this is something I learned. My first season, first two season scripts 
were just written as text documents on the fly and no particular format. Uh, it was just as I wrote them. And my uh, my voice actors read them and did very, you know brilliantly. But I realized in, in auditioning for some roles for myself, uh, just because I like to give back, I found the voice scripts that I auditioned off were formatted in a very particular way and it made it very easy for me to read and understand. I went, geez, you know, that's that's actually what I should do with my scripts before seeing them off to the poor old voice actors who have to struggle through my schlock. So I, as so my sub goal for editing and producing ep- episode nine is to format season three into a nice, easy to read uh, set of scripts and then I'm, you know, that's probably going to take me a few weeks. So that's not like a primary goal. I'm just trying to get that going. I've got a bit of time before season two finishes anyway. And I'm going to send them out to my voice actors and get some response back on that. Uh, I'm going to get get my novel into a publishable state. So I've got to finish the formatting on it. So I'm going with uh, Amazon. And I know people go with various various other places. But quite simply, Amazon is the biggest market. And it has some very easy to use tools to allow you to release in a way that will just go quickly. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to do an upfront Kindle Unlimited exclusivity thing for my ebook. I mean, I probably will because let's, you know, I anyway, that's another discussion. So I've got to format my book. Uh, I've got to get myself a, a cover for it. I will probably be getting my wife to have a bit of a crack at that because she's quite good at design. And speaking of perfection this is something she's really worked hard on is the idea of getting something out and then refining it based on feedback and as you go along i need to get some products in my store ready for testing and i've got to interview people so i just finished my first interview tonight with aaron very interesting particularly because it's the first time i've ever interviewed anyone so uh just a few things i've had to learn i've had to learn how to do uh remote interviewing which is funny because he lives just down the road from me. <laughs> it literally would have taken me seven minutes to drive to his house. And uh, he has a recording studio. He's a musician. He's got a recording studio. We could have recorded it just fine. But uh, I want to learn how to do this sort of online interviews because I'm not going to be able to interview everyone like that, like in person. Also, actually, on Thursday, I've got another interview lined up with a wonderful... A female vocalist. She's a, a singer for a band called Do Little Secret. Her name is Fox Ward. Uh, I, I met her at the Manager Musicians Club, which she helps organise. And we're going to find out about you know, what her goals are, how she gets organised, how she manages to have... She's got a day job. She's not a full-time singer. So how does she manage to have a full-time job? She's got a family and she also goes singing and has a band. She has to sort of manage and look after. So that'll be quite interesting, I think. And I'm going to draw it to a wrap. Thank you very much for listening. This has been my creativity. I would really encourage you to follow me on Twitter at Gravity Undone. And you can send me along either by tweeting me or, uh, you know, DM or getting on a Facebook or email. There's, you know, a thousand different ways you can get a hold of me. And start, start tracking your goals with me. We can be accountable together and we can be more creative together.